Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, January 14th, 2022, episode number 214. 214, the airy code to the Dallas, Texas metro area. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard you pull out one of those yet. That's pretty interesting. Well, I guess when you're in the three digits, you can start looking at area codes. Dallas? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. Dallas is 214. Who do you know in Dallas that... that like how does that i used to live down there aunt oh. penny my cousin Lacey. i used okay. to live down there okay. it's okay. either 214 or 972 are you <laughs> okay i believe you all right um, that's good all right. stuff you, you want some more let me look at my you phone texans listening to off the groove this week shout out to your area code um yeah it's uh it's second week of 2022 um there's already been one yep. race uh we neither of us attended it but we heard lot about the the winter throwdown this past weekend huh 767 riders in two days Damn, son. plus 200 riders for practice night so that is a lot of riders to try to make happy to try to put on races and you know the track they said got a little bit rough on friday night i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's just what happens that's the product of that many motorcycles it made for some interesting race and we saw a really good race between tyler scott and jared meese yeah i I definitely didn't see it but i heard that it was pretty intense i love personally when a young rider comes in there with some balls and tries to battle it out with a with a pro and and jared meese just isn't any regular pro he's one of the best in the game right now i would argue in the world racing a flat track on a motorcycle so um if you can hang with him and uh put a wheel in here and there that's, that's i think that's pretty badass actually yeah he actually put him into a semifinal there on the first night uh, yeah. and tyler scott was just riding the wheels off his motorcycle the kid's been around i've been calling him racing since he was a little itty bitty guy on little bitty i think maybe 50s definitely 65s 85s uh, he left for a little while went road racing he's coming back i've seen him still road racing still doing some flat track the kids really fast i saw him at the amateur nationals a little bit uh man he's 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 quick we'll just have to see if, if flat track can keep him here or if he'll go off road racing or you know go over the seas that's usually what happens to a lot of the the guys that are fast on dirt they can, can you know have the 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 feel the controlled slide on a motorcycle the road racing people love that and they usually they usually kidnap them and take them away from us. Well, that used to be the way it always went, but uh, based on what I'm seeing here lately, it's, it seems like more and more are coming back now. JD Beach started that with a little, you know, a couple years ago, and uh, usually when a, a rider would go at a young age over there, they'd be gone a while um, before they found flat track again towards the end of their career. But Tyler Scott is still kind of starting his career, and he's already coming back on some dirt, huh? Yeah, and, and it's good. I think, you know, seat time is good. You know, we've seen Dallas go road racing and come back to flat track. And, and Dallas JD, another example, he's yeah. and, and James Rispoli, you know, he yep. went and did World Superbike for a few years. He's back with us. So, you know, maybe with the, the, the new AFT, maybe they can make a living. Maybe they, they see a, a future in, you know, more of a future in flat track. I don't yeah. know. Unless you can make it to MotoGP over in, in Europe that, you know, the, I mean, they, they go all around the world, but that's where the big big money is but if you maybe if you can't make it there you might as well stay here and race flat track i don't know hopefully that happens i, I would rather stay in, in american flat track yeah yeah and there was a there was a lot of good racing there in that four in the 450 classes uh i heard that uh i heard that chase had a pretty good showing there uh the honda guys were all all the honda guys were there racing um and uh pretty good uh pretty good racing from what i'm what i'm hearing uh and the turnout there is pretty impressive for sure absolutely and and like i said that the track wasn't that great it, it kind of broke up a little bit made it rough but you know what when it's rough like that 
it upsets suspension. You don't follow everybody, so it made for some good racing. They stayed up until like 3 o'clock in the morning that night to get the track better for Saturday. Uh, it almost looked like they kind of dug it up, made it more of a, a cushion-style short track, which was pretty good. Dalton Gauthier took the big win. I saw him doing some donuts on his Honda. I look forward to seeing what he does on the, with that Honda Power this year, for sure. He, he's he's one heck of a 450 rider. We saw that yeah. when he came back in, when he came to the sport, when he left the sport, and when he came back to the sport, he can ride a 450. And I mean, he's good on a twin too. Obviously, uh, winning you know winning on the XG 750 the first time in the production twins class and, and running up front quite a bit that year. Um, I think I think he's going to win, you know, four or five races in, in 2022 uh, on the AFT circuit. And there's some fast guys in that singles class. Well, I mean, he did dominate when he was racing 450s before when he was on the Essenson team uh, before all that other stuff went down. But uh, so he's definitely showed he's got talent. Um, the class was a little different then, um, but he hasn't lost any of that talent, man. If anything, he's gotten better uh, jumping around like he has. So look forward to seeing how he how he goes there. Um, yeah, I mean, is what's uh, what's the next race then after that one's done? Um, I think well, this weekend we have an ice race at uh, in, in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's the Kyle McGray Memorial Ice Race. I'm going out there. I'm leaving uh, leaving Oklahoma Thursday, so it'd be before this comes out. But I'll be out there this weekend. Me and Sammy Sabedra going to maybe cover it a little bit for Left Out. Maybe just go out there, have some fun, walk we'll to see, and uh, just have some fun and. And uh, see who can win that that race on the ice. And then we got a little bit of time. Uh, March is when we head on down to Florida. March 4th, obviously, is Flat Out Friday. But it's also the kickoff to the Daytona Bike Week in Lake City, Florida. Steve Nace just announced that. Actually, Kelly did on her uh, social media page just a little while ago. So uh, there's a lot coming up. But we still have a few more weeks to wait. There's got to be something else that pops up in February, right? Is it really going to be that quiet up until March? I mean, it could be. I guess everybody's kind of ramping up and getting getting the finishing touches on their programs and their bikes and all that stuff. But you got to think that something else is going to pop up between now and then somebody's going to want to go racing. I know that, uh, I know sometimes you'll see stuff at, uh, a square deal up there, right? They try to get to have a weekly. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. That's New York and that's February. I don't know. It might be a little is, too cold right. for that. So it has to be an yeah. indoor like Timonium usually runs Timonium, Maryland as an indoor. Uh, there's indoors all throughout, but nothing great big like the winter throwdown was last weekend. Good stuff, man. Uh, well, with uh, talking about some ice racing, man, we figured that, you know, since you're going to be heading there this weekend, uh, we'd give our, our old boy Dustin Paul a call this weekend and, and talk to him uh, about some ice racing this weekend. Uh, he is a couple people's pick to, you know, contend for this championship. Uh, and we haven't talked to him since uh, since the old e-racing days back during the start of the pandemic. So we're not going to go fully in depth into this uh you know, like we normally do, start with you know where you're raised and stuff like that. Because we did that back in episode 127. So if you want to know more about Dustin's background, check out 127. But let's give him a call. He finished second at the first round down at Cedar Park, Texas, and uh, let's see how uh, Dustin Paul's doing. Let's do it. DP23, what's up, man? No, you know, I I just got home from the dentist not too long ago. Just relaxing, getting ready to cook some dinner up. The dentist? That doesn't sound like much fun. Oh, it's awesome. I love cooking, Scotty. I mean, I'm about to make me a nice nice tenderloin steak with a bunch of fried veggies and stuff. So, yeah, I love cooking, man. There ain't nothing okay, wrong with I, that. I, I'm not a cooker, but I said the dentist doesn't sound like fun. I don't mind cooking, but I, I'm not oh, very good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's just, it's just a regular old checkup. You know, you get all teeth cleaning and make sure everything's all good in there. Everything's all good, so I'm happy. You ain't got, ain't got any complaints about that, that's for sure. 
Did you have good holidays? Uh, good good New Year? Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. I went back home to Minnesota and spent some time with the the Anderson family out on their little complex up there. We did some Grom racing out on the ice, which was pretty fun. <laughs> Groms on the ice, dude. I, I've not heard anybody do that. How How is it? Oh, dude, it's, it's honestly some of the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> like, like wow. the four fifties and everything are fun on the ice, but the Groms are like a whole different level. It's like, it's like racing TTRs, I guess almost, you know, are the tires all studded up? I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So who's the who's the fastest Grom rider right now? Oh, uh, well, I'd have, probably have to say Cole Anderson. Really? Dude, the kid's got so much natural talent, it's ridiculous. I got gotcha. you. So I, doesn't, Cole, doesn't, Cole. Yeah. Huh. yeah, Cole Anderson, the the youngest of the three brothers. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't I didn't know he was that fast on a, on a Grom. I guess I guess who knows, right? Yeah, the kid's fast on everything. <laughs> How how was the ice up there in in Minnesota? It was thick. Uh, it was probably at least a foot, foot and a half. Okay. You got any ice in Colorado yet? Oh, I'm sure up in the mountains, but nowhere near Denver here. It, it was 60 degrees two days ago. So. Wow. Wow. It's, no, it's no ice here. The weather's just been a little bit crazy everywhere. So we haven't had you on since episode 127. So we just really wanted to to check in with you. Um, and I think the last time you were doing all the e-racing stuff during COVID, are you still, you know, hot and heavy into the video game stuff? Honestly, no, I haven't. I haven't been playing as much video games or anything really since COVID's gone away. I've been outdoors a little more. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I don't blame I don't blame you, but it, it sure was fun. It, it kind of filled the void while we didn't have nothing else to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was a ton of fun while we were doing it, and everyone was actually available for it. But now everyone, you know, we got all these other races going on, and people are actually doing stuff again. So, I mean, it's bittersweet, but it'd be fun to do again sometime, I'm sure. What kind of racing you been doing? I mean, obviously, I've seen you about four or five weeks ago down in Texas at the indoor ice race, but what else you been doing since last time we talked? Um, not a whole lot. If I'm honest, I just, uh, hit the gym three to four times a week and then, uh, I'll get like a random part or two in for the 22 that I'm building for next year's season. And so pretty stoked on how that bike's coming out. I got a bunch of stuff anodized on it and I had to send out to Albuquerque and have it specially anodized and i'm pretty sure i'm the only one out there with a with a purple durrell racing wheel that's for sure that's cool all right so to it how'd you get hooked up with durrell because it's because he lived out there he's from minnesota and you got a lot of connections or how how'd you how do you have the only purple durrell wheel well so i got a a spindle or a hub from him and i took and sent that off before all the whole wheel was built and then he actually moved away from Colorado this past summer, so mm-hmm. uh, we got to got to do a few races with him out here. And per usual, he cleaned house at our local track. I mean, the guy is 58 years old this year and still puts the beating on everyone out here at this this short track we got out here. He's got some stuff figured out for the slick groove short track we got. I mean, it's about once or twice a year someone will beat him, whether it's me or Aaron Jr. out here. So, other than and, that, and yeah, not many, not many people really get to get to say they've beat him on the home track here. 
What what's the name of the short track again? I know I've been there, but it's it's up by Frederick, Colorado. Is it Decano or Decano or something like that? Decano, yeah, it's the Decano short track. Man, I, I I went really good there. I think I won one race there, but man, I missed that place. It's flat, flat, flat as can be, but it's it's quick if you can get it hooked up. Yeah, did it's you a beat, lot of fun for sure. Did you beat him at all this year? I unfortunately did not get to beat him this year. It's the only year that I didn't get to didn't get to say that I beat Davy Durrell, unfortunately. Well, that that's all right. But, you, you know what? He he's so fast. I I think he could still make main events. Uh, you know, right now, give you know, make main events on the AFT circuit if he wanted to. I almost guarantee he could. You know, he's well, just so he's so smooth and yeah, he guy's very knowledgeable. So what have you done different in this off season that you did last off season or in the off seasons prior? Because, uh, at Texas, it looked like you had a whole new swagger about you. You looked like you had more confidence and I'm not even talking about getting on the track yet. I'm on the track. You looked more aggressive also, but what's different, Dustin? I mean, what have you done different? Oh, well, I've just had a good past few years racing here locally in Colorado and, starting to get you know used to being on the bike again and uh, i went to springfield this past summer i'm sure you were there doing the announcing with brad and whatnot and that was pretty much a huge confidence booster for me i I mean i got stacked in one of the most stacked heats out there at the steve nace all-star series i got stuck with uh it was me chase avoff gage smith uh hayden gillum and davis fisher i want to say all in one heat i want to say maybe one more yeah and right. so in the heat race I, I was pretty proud that i beat davis and hayden and i mean growing up I, I raced hayden quite a bit at the springfield short track and tt but i never had really raced davis so to beat those two in a heat race was pretty pretty uplifting i guess and then so it came to the LCQ and they were both in my LCQ and I kind of shot myself in the foot before I went out there. I told my mechanic, Steve, I was like, yeah, I think I got it, man. Uh, Gage is the only one who I'm really worried about because I beat Davis and Hayden in the heat race. So uh. I, I think I got it. I think I got that transfer spot. So I went out there and I was, I was working on Davis and I, I made a move to the outside and Hayden was right behind me. And I didn't realize it. So as soon as he got under me, it was, just Roos City from both those bikes. I mean, the Roos was bad, but once Hayden got in front of me, he's such a big kid that his mm. Roos just hurt so much worse than everyone else's. So, I mean, no yeah. excuses. I, was, I wasn't I was as fast as they were, so they made the direct transfers. I mean, I, actually, it was Davis and Gage who made it. Hayden didn't even get to make it. So, but, so yeah, that was a huge confidence booster. And then I've just been hitting the gym. I mean, over the summer, I uh, put on a few pounds not doing anything really just sitting on the couch and doing a lot of couch racing, I guess, but I still managed to win the championship out here. But yeah, ever since October, I've just been hitting the gym super hard and trying to prepare for this season. You know, I I really want to do good and I'd really like to win this championship for the ice series. It's a, it's a ton of fun. It's a good group of people and I have a lot of fun doing it. (laughs) You're off to a good start with the second place uh, at the season opener. Uh, I think you won a heat race or two also, which, which gives you a little extra points. Um, So one round done. Have you been out to Pennsylvania before where we're going this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I've hit Pennsylvania. I guess it would have been three years in a row, but the third year we were out there, there was a huge snow and ice storm. So the race actually got canceled 
and they rescheduled it for a few weeks later and I I just ended up not being able to afford to go and whatnot. It was just it was just too tight of a schedule and with work and whatnot. It was just it was just too tight for me, so I wasn't able to make it back there for that third race. But other than that, yeah, I've raced out there before. Santander Arena's super nice arena. The crowd out there is usually awesome, so I'm really looking forward to going out there. It, it kind of seems like I've not, I've not been to this one, but it seems like there's more eyeballs on this one. Uh, you know, in Pennsylvania, a lot of racers from Pennsylvania usually get a couple extra different guys running the series. It's the Kyle McGrain Memorial Race. Uh, what would it mean to you to win this weekend? Oh, it'd mean the world to me, man. I it would just really help with getting the train rolling for the rest of the season and whatnot. You know, I gotta get myself up there early and kind of make a statement that uh, I want to be the guy to beat this year. I mean, Josh Shoup was looking good in Texas, but I know I've beat him before at a few other races in LCQs and heat races and whatnot. So I know I can do it. It's just a matter of putting it together and getting getting that initial starting spot too as well. Yeah, it definitely seems like the start's important. And, and there's, you know, for people that have never been to an ice race, there's really no breaks. You got to be ready to go. You got to have your setup just right. And, you know, just keep nailing those starts. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is the starts. If you don't, I mean, it's the only place you can pass everyone in, in one spot, you know. So, I mean, if you get pinned up against a wall, you either got to hold back and duck under everyone or really just go balls out for that first turn. Do you watch the points at all? I know this 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 season's really short. We we had Ken and Christy on here a little while back, and it's only four rounds, four weekends. Do you watch the points, or you just try to get you know maximum maximum points every time you go onto the ice? Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm always trying to get the maximum amount of points every time I hit the ice, and uh, I haven't looked at it at all this year. But um, my first season, I was definitely watching points, trying to trying to hold a top three position. And I ended up third overall the first season racing and got the rookie of the year. That was like, my goal was to get the rookie of the year. And after the first round, I wanted to place top three at the rest of the event. So, I mean, I got three third places to Jeremy Orr and Jake, Jake Mattia were the only two who really could put it on me that whole season. And with both of them gone this year, <laughs> we're hoping to put it on top. Yeah, con, you know, consistency is is good for for long seasons. I think this short season, I think you're gonna have to go out there and you're gonna have to win win at least one, don't you think? Oh yeah, yep, for sure. I, I wanna my my goal for the season is win two of them for sure. So I only got three left, so <laughs> it's crunch time. Absolutely. What's different for your program for this year? Uh, obviously, you said you're working on a new bike. That's not quite ready for this race this weekend. But what else is different in your program? You talked about your training. What about your bike? Is your bike the same? You got different people helping you? Um, Actually, I did. I did have Davey Durrell redo my suspension uh, at the beginning of, I want to say it was summer of 2020. So this suspension hasn't seen the ice on that bike yet. So, I mean, that could probably be a, a big difference as well. I got the ride height adjuster on it. So that definitely helps. And I don't know, I've just been a lot more confident in my skills. I know I can, I know I can do it. So I just have to do it. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I think you can do it. It definitely looks like you've got, you know, your mind's right right now. You're walking with, like I said, with the, uh, uh, a lot more swagger to you. I think it might be, might be the off the groove sticker in your rear fender. You're still the first and only person that I know of that's put the off the groove sticker in the actual sticker kit on the rear fender. And, and we definitely appreciate that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's on the new bike too, man. I got you guys on all, on all my graphics kits. I mean, I appreciate what you guys do for our sport. You guys are awesome. Yeah, we, we, we definitely appreciate it. And, you know, uh, we kind of had some sponsored riders at uh, at the Flat Out Friday event. So maybe I have to come up with something so you can be on that sponsor list, even though you put the sticker on yourself. So we, we love what, what you did. We love it for sure. But uh, after this this weekend, you were racing in Pennsylvania, got a few weeks off. Then we raced in Iowa. And uh, and where else? Where are the other ones in, in Illinois, right? No, we finish out the season in Ohio. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, Troy, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, Hobart Arena. So are you just concentrating on these next three rounds? Or are you racing anything else in between? Uh, nothing planned yet for as far as in between. But, yeah, definitely really the main focus is on these next three rounds. I mean, if there was a indoor short track close to here for dirt, I might pull the 22 out and go race that. But other than that yeah we're just we're just full full gear for this ice stuff right now okay we just talked about the three events that are remaining where do you think your best chance to win is oh that's a that's a tough question kind of um well next round i I know i have a lot of confidence going into the next round so it's either going to be the next round or iowa iowa is going to be a big one because it's pretty close to to my old home of minnesota and I'm going to have a lot of friends and family come out there and visit. And so I'll I'll have my own little cheering section out there, I'm sure. So that's going to be a huge one for sure. So, I I mean, I'd be trying extra hard. Not that I won't be in in Pennsylvania, but, you know, when dad's there and all your best friends and everyone's there, you know, you always just got to try a little extra harder. So I'm thinking uh, Sioux City, Iowa is going to be it if it doesn't happen in Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. I like it, but, uh, you know, no pressure, just go out there and win, you know, ride each race, like you're going to win it. So, uh, some folks think you may be the contender for that championship. Um, that's what every rider wants, you know, is want people talking about you and stuff like that. Um, anyone who races, that's usually the goal that they shoot for. Are you thinking about that this early in the season? I mean, are you just trying to go one race at a time? Uh, with it being only four races, I mean, the focus is definitely after that championship, but honestly, Scotty, when I'm out there, my, my main goal is just to have fun. You know, it's, it's not every day you get to just get paid for doing something that you love, you know? So, I mean, the number one goal is have fun and then everything else will follow is, is kind of my opinion on everything. So, I mean, as long as I'm having fun, I'm going to be doing well, I feel like. Well, after you win the ice racing championship and get that number one plate, what other races are on the calendar that you've got marked on there? You want to race the Springfield short track. You, you just going to stay in Colorado. What else is, is on your calendar for the rest of the year? Oh, we'll definitely be back at the Springfield short track this year. Um, I, I forgot how much fun that place is just the whole atmosphere of Springfield and the whole weekend, just watching the mile and, it was cool to hang out with like Brad Baker for the weekend. I know him fairly well and whatnot. So it was kind of cool on that rain date, got to go out and hang out with Brad and Kevin Anderson and the whole vanilla cycles team. And those guys, that was a pretty fun day. And, you know, it's just everyone at the campground is so awesome. Like it's cool to hang out with like Cody cop and Andrew Butler and all the, all the, people who like are behind the scenes or, you know, on the, usually on the other side of the fence, it's cool to see them kind of let loose a little bit and have, have a good time over the weekend. You know, you get kind of a, 
uh, look at the the background of everything, I guess. You mentioned a little while ago, you know, racing against Chase Sadoff, and, and he won that race in the All-Star Pro class. Um, he's now on the Turner Honda. What do you think, uh, what do you think his, his year is going to look like? How do you think he's going to do this year, his first year in AFT? Uh, the kid's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's he's definitely going places. Whether or not I see him being like a Dallas Daniels and winning the championship his first year, I don't know about that, especially after watching the winter throwdown and whatnot. I mean, with Gautier being back, and it's that whole singles class is just a crap to, you know. Everyone is so good. It's It's hard to say. I mean, I definitely see him placing at least top 10 in points, probably top five, but for that championship, he is really, really going to have to work for it. So it's hard to say at this point, but I mean, he's going to be on that bike. Uh, I'm sure every single weekend until Daytona. So uh, I wouldn't count him out. That's for sure. I, I think I said on my last podcast uh, that I think he's going to get a win this season. Do you think that's out of range? Do you think he could pull one out? I think he will definitely get a win and multiple podiums. Okay. All right. So winter throwdown was this last weekend. Did you, did you watch some of that kind of get you in the mood for this weekend? Oh yeah, for sure. That, that race between Tyler Scott and Jared Meese, I was, I was sitting in my work truck that Saturday morning and I was waiting for the, the general contractor to show up and, and there's a bunch of people waiting outside the gate, like outside. And I'm sitting there in my work truck because I unload my tools from the work truck and I'm a, I'm screaming at my phone. Go, 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 Tyler! Like, screw Jared Meese! Like, come on! Like, and people are just kind of looking at me, like, what the uh-huh. hell is this guy screaming at his phone for? Like, right. So yeah, it was that was an unbelievably awesome race to watch. I I yeah, it definitely got the blood pumping and me in the mood for some of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if if you're not a, if you uh if you didn't see that, you need to go back and watch it. If you, if you did see it. That's what fuels the fire, you know, and, and um, I don't think he was there to make any friends, but the young up and comers usually don't, you know, he was, he was on the gas for sure. Yeah. And to me, that's, that's like what a real short track is, you know, where you can, you can make mistakes and pass. I mean, sure. The track got a little rough. I've seen some people complaining about, but that's, that's a way better track in my opinion than a single line groove. You know, it's just like, people don't get that the the single line groove stuff gets kind of boring to watch and, and to race as well. So, I mean, yeah, I, I want to race some more tracks like that this year for sure. I'm, I really, really want to make it out to the Galesburg short track, like the night before Peoria. Mm, Yeah. That's always been a dream track of mine to, to race. I've watched that race multiple, multiple times. I've been a spectator there a few times and, yeah, I want to go out there and I want to I want to race that Galesburg short track really bad. It's a neat one for sure. It's a lot of fun, especially if they dig it up and you get a little bit of a, a little bit of a cushion kind of racetrack, a cushion short track and stuff. But do you think you you will ever get an AFT license and maybe try like the Wisconsin race and not too far from Minnesota, pretty close to home, or or you think you're just gonna keep doing what you're doing? Um, well, the issue is, you know, you got to have the special, special airbag leathers and thousands of dollars to throw at a license and travel to all the races. And most of them are on the East coast. So honestly, I don't see it in the near future unless someone says, Hey, you come ride our bike and we'll, 
we'll be there. You know, you just get there, ride our bike. And unless that happens, I don't really see it happening. I mean, and, uh, and to be honest, I'm getting kind of old now, you know, I mean, I ain't no, I ain't a young punk like I used to be. I ain't no Chase Davidoff <laughs> or anyone like that. So I just right look at on. it from a realistic perspective. I mean, if I, if I were to do it, I'd be like the next Jesse Janish. So <laughs> there you go. No, I, I think, you know, as long as you're having fun and if you can afford it or if you can get a ride like that, I think, I think it's something to do, but you know, right now I think you're at the point of your career that it's time to have fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is too, like, it, it seems to be that AFT is moving it more towards like a, a half mile and mile program versus like what it used to be, I guess, when they'd race a lot more TTs and short tracks and the half miles and miles, like, I don't. Even, I don't even think the Springfield short tracks on the schedule this year for singles, as far as I've seen. Right. Yeah. I don't. So. I don't know yet. I don't know yet either. So I have to wait and see. But um, speaking of fun, it's time for Graham's question, and you're one of few to get more than one question from Graham. Of course, she. You know, she grew up right there in Sioux Falls, so she loves the Minnesota boys, and I still consider you a Minnesota boy, even though you live in Colorado. But she's, she wants to know, first, I'm going to preface the question by saying Graham says there's, as a spectator, the ice indoors happens so fast, you have to be ready for everything. And on the dirt, you can almost anticipate your next move. So which do you prefer, ice or dirt racing? Oh, that is a tough question. I would say it would depend on the track. If I were, if you were throwing a weekend out here in Colorado at our short track, I'll take ice racing any day. But if you're throwing a Springfield short track at me, I'll take that over the ice racing. So it just, it, it all depends on the, the preferences, I guess. All right. So we, we're not going to do rapid fire questions because we've already done that with you, but I want to, I'm going to ask you one more time. If the track conditions are perfect, I'm talking about the short track by your house the short track at Springfield or the ice race that you're going to win in Sioux city, Iowa, which one would you go to first? Oh, I'm going to say go ice racing just cause it's, it's, it's a lot more fun, you know, getting to walk out or ride out under the, under the spotlight and be close to fans and like all of that stuff is probably, it's probably a lot more fun than, than racing the short track for sure. I mean, my one of my favorite things to do is like find find some kid in the crowd and ha- pull up next to the boards and give them some high fives and then pick one of them to to twist the throttle on the bike and just see the see the look on their face light up is it's priceless man I mean there's there's nothing like that you know making somebody's night and then after like in Texas and the autograph flying the kid's dad says thanks man like that was so cool i appreciate that so much like who's gonna remember that forever you know kind of thing it's like yeah well hopefully hopefully i get him into racing at some point you know exactly that's what it's all about you know crowd interaction is very important and and they put on one heck of a show one more question before we let you go have you been practicing your turkey bowling or or is that even going to happen this weekend or do you just wait until we get there I think we just wait until we get there, but I'm pretty sure that's only a Christmas time thing, but I, I wouldn't mind doing it every round. It's, it's fun to pick, pick a couple people out of the crowd and get them involved too. So I wouldn't yeah. mind doing it at every round. It sure was a lot of fun. Well, we appreciate you coming on before we let you go. Do you want to say thanks to anybody? Uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to my boss. You know, he gives me all the time off. He actually came on board and sponsored me this year and, 
helped me out quite a bit with getting the new bike all together. Uh, my dad, my mom, uh, you know, Sun Enterprises, my mechanic, Steve Babarad. I mean, there's so many people behind the scenes that help make this stuff happen that don't really get enough recognition all the time that, yeah, just pretty much all those people. I mean, there's not really too many other people who help me out that much. So those are my, my top five, I guess. All right. Well, you said your boss, so tell us the boss's name or the company or something. So I get some credibility here. <laughs> it's freedom fire protection. His name's Andrew. Uh, right. We're out of Colorado. And if you got any fire sprinkler issues or anything, give us a call. We'll get you taken care of. You got to make sure you ask for Dustin though. Cause obviously Dustin's the best. So <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Good luck winning this championship. Good luck this weekend at the Kyle McGray Memorial race. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for having me, Scotty. We'll see you soon. DP23. Is that, is that a nickname? Might as well be. <laughs> it's good to chat with Dustin again, man. Uh, I think you said it before we even started talking to him. He does He does have a little bit more confidence, it seems, in his even his even in conversation man uh, i haven't seen him ride this year or seen him ride since uh back in the day uh but but yeah he definitely has a little bit more uh, confidence in his in his conversation in his interview and uh hopefully that translates to a, a win this weekend or some point this year to, to try to get in that contention for that championship and, and like we mentioned a few different times, so we had Kenny Christie on a few weeks ago. There's only four four rounds this year. They've kind of cut back because of COVID. They lost money during COVID and stuff like that. So they're getting back into it slowly, four rounds. Uh, you got to do good every time you touch the ice because in, in the motorcycles, it pays points to, to win heat races too. So not only do good in your main events, uh, but you got to do good in your heat races. So every time you touch the ice, you need to focus on getting a start running up front he won a he won a heat race or two down in texas he finished second in the main event only behind the 2017 champ uh shoop and uh he can win this weekend but like we mentioned also going out to pennsylvania there's other riders that like riding ice that might race that no normally run the whole series so that'd be more competition for him but if you think about it that could be a good thing if he wins and puts shoop a two you know two or three positions behind him yep that could give him a pretty good gap so again uh quick sprint races you know the the heats are four laps the mains are like six or eight laps you got to get a good start you got to go up front and dustin could win it uh we'll have to wait and see i know it'd be awesome if logan mcgrain would win the kyle, kyle mcgrain memorial race yeah uh that, that'd be really cool but you know there's gonna be a lot of competition have uh have you heard of anybody else that might be throwing their name in the hat I don't know. You you know, Austin Greenland used to run a lot of those. He's from out there. Uh, Jeremy Orr is going to be there. He is pretty much retired. He he uh, has lost vision in one eye. Oh, wow. And the doctors, yeah, the doctors have told him if he falls and maybe gets a concussion, he could possibly lose all of his vision. So mm. uh, it, it's tough, but he he was there supporting Logan McGrain down in Texas. Uh, so I don't think he will be, I mean, he'll be there, but he won't be racing. But, you know, Pennsylvania. There's a few other fast guys that might show up too. Blake Svensson's coming from Illinois. He got third down at Texas. Josh uh, Shoop, you know, one down at Texas. I think Matthias probably going to go. He 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 was at Flat Out Friday, so that's why he didn't go to Texas. Um, you never know who's going to show up, especially out there when you know we know how many fast guys live in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think uh, even if they're not on the ice riding, they're going to be there, maybe watching at home. Or they're uh, they're they're gonna be there watching some left out coverage at home, or they're uh, in the arena there watching the races uh, since it is right down the road. 
and there isn't really much going on until March. So um, look forward to see and how that how that uh, event rolls, or how that event pans out, and the results there at the end. Absolutely. One thing we didn't mention in the intro was uh, Fast and Left. Working on Fast and Left number two. Yeah. Um, Evan has moved to Milwaukee. I don't yep. know if it had anything to do with the new movie that he's working on. I know he did that really cool uh, movie on the on the XR750 a little while back. So he just likes Milwaukee, and Evan's moved up there. And, and there's a way for you to help support uh, Fast and Left 2 if you go to his socials. and uh, you I think it might be like a, a GoFundMe or something along okay. those lines. Uh, it's, it's all the accounts on his on – all the information is on his account. Um, and it is. It's going to be 100% uh, crowdsource funded. Um, he, I think he's mentioned something. He went broke making the first one. He doesn't want to do that again. So, uh, and he's saying if, if he doesn't raise the money, it ain't happening. So, uh, if you guys are interested wow. in seeing Fast and Left 2, and uh, anybody who saw the first, is, is, I'm sure is pretty excited to see a sequel there. So, um, it's something that uh, we were a big behind, a big supporter in that first one. And I know you and I kind of want to see a second one too. Um, and Evan, uh, Evan's definitely a guy that could put a, put an awesome movie together. So I have no idea what the premise of, of the second one would be. Um, might be worth, uh, shooting him a note and kind of getting some details there so we can talk about it a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, fast and left too, potentially coming out here soon. Sounds good. Well, uh, what do you got going on the rest of the week and this weekend? A whole lot of nothing here on this end, man. They're with, uh, with no flat track around here and, uh, there's really not much going on until March, I guess. All right. Well, you can hop in, hop in the Jeep and drive up to Pennsylvania. I can see you on Friday. I don't know, man. It's ah! too damn cold up there, man. I'm loving my shorts and flip-flop weather down here. I was down on the pier in shorts and, a flip-flop, in shorts and flip-flops this past weekend. You can't do that anywhere else in the country. So You sure uh, can't. So, I don't know if I want to so go up in that cold-ass weather again. If you folks that are tuned in for Off the Groove and haven't heard of uh, Left Out, check us out on all the socials. And uh, Sammy and I will be up there having some fun up there in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. And I hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week. That's all I got, Carter, unless you got anything else. I got nothing, bro. That's a good one. 214 in the can. Woo! That's right. Woo! Thanks to all our patrons. Thanks to all of our listeners. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends about the podcast, and we'll talk to you guys next week right here on Off the Groove. Later! Damn it, Carter, get your shit together. (laughs) I'll never have my shit together, bro.